Here we go. Check, check, one, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Private Club Radio. I am your new host, Denny Corby. We are going to find out where Gabe has been, what's going on with the show, and who I am. Welcome back to Private Club Radio. So before we get to the chat where I get to sit down with Gabe and hear all about what he has going on, the cool stuff going on in his world, just want to tell you who I am and what is next with the channel. So I am a previous guest of Private Club Radio. I'm Denny Corby. I travel the country doing a stand-up magic and comedy show, primarily in the private club world. I've gone by the club entertainer. Uh, some of you may have had me at your club, probably some friends listening in. Hello. And some of you may have even heard about me before. I've been on a couple cool TV shows, including Penn & Teller Fool Us. Uh, I've been on the show talking about ways to do really fun, cool, and unique member events with Gabe in the past. And I was trying to figure out what was been going on. I haven't heard anything from the podcast. I uh, reached out to Gabe and saw he was busy with some other things, some other projects, which you'll be hearing about in a second. And I thought, he and I chatted, let's bring back Private Club Radio. So I am here to bring it back. I absolutely love the Private Club community, and I just want to provide as much value as I can back to everybody. So I am also brand new to this, so please be very patient with me as we are all going to be learning uh, together. You're all going to be learning with me together. So uh, sit back, relax, and let's hear what's going on with Mr. Gabriel Aloisi. Dad, dad, dad sold. Uh, so now I have to do magic. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no going back at this point. It's, it's, it's all or nothing. So yeah, right. <laughs> I've heard the paper now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and you're out of Tampa. Uh, oh, let me just, I don't want to know if that's going to be in there, but, um, uh, my dad just bought a place down in, uh, Venice. Fantastic. That's a great spot, man. And I yeah, think, he, um, obviously they, they, they were okay with the hurricane and stuff that came through. So, uh, I'll just make a no. I'll edit this out. Oh, and then also I, I have a little button. I, I can hit mark. So then okay. when, when I go when I go into edit, it has all the mark pins. Oh, so nice. you're not trying to scroll through. Ah, um, that's smart. Are you so, doing uh, it yourself or are you going to hire an editor? Me. Cool. It, it's really all, all on the platform. You just go in and then like you can just delete the stuff. And then once you have everything that's like, you know, all the stuff laid out, you just export. Nice. One of these yeah. days you're gonna get one of those guests that's like um 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 okay okay every every other word and you're gonna have a lot of marks on there. <laughs> those it's more like the longer pauses that really that really kill me. Um, but yeah, so my dad uh, he's been looking for a place um, and he found one in Venice and he found it because they were under contract. Like they put a like deposit down. The hurricane came. They got spooked left their deposit and just dipped, but the house was fine. Yeah. Um, so, so one day we just went down to look at it and I was like, Oh, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to tear it down. <laughs> the old knockdown, the old Florida knockdown. Dude, the property is beautiful though. It's like right on, it's probably half a mile from Venice yacht club. It's literally like right on like the main beltway. Nice. Um, yeah, but it's one of those two, like, I don't blame them. Like, obviously it's expensive, but, um, like, the property was, like, two different. It was, like, one house. Then they, like, built on. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, the, it's not utilized. Like, the space. Mm -hmm. it, it's just one of those. You just, like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, like, don't have to get a place now. Uh, 
That's cool. So yeah, so uh, what's been going on with you? C- catch us up. Uh, you got Let's Play Through, which is absolutely amazing, and that's blown up really the past couple of couple of years, if, if not less. So, uh, and you start that was it right during the pandemic or right before? Yeah. So uh, you know, I was because of Private Club Radio and, and all the wonderful people I got to meet and things I got to learn about. You know, I wrote a few books for the Private Club World, um, the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, and I think you've got what Plutonium. Oh, there you go. Yep, and the Plutonium ABC. Uh, yeah, there we go. The ABC <laughs> Plutonium Private Club Leadership. So that was really a labor of love of Michael Crandall, who's an awesome guy, been one of the best guests on this on this show for many, many years. But because of that, I was speaking around the world. And I, was, I had access to these clubs. And, you know, for us, we kind of take it for granted in the club business. But we get to go into some places that are extremely exclusive. People would dream to just walk through those doors. And so when I was doing that, I said, well, hey, I'm already out here. I've already got um, a camera. I've got, you know, never mind. We all have a phone. And why don't I just kind of capture the experience, whether it's for my kids someday or for, you know, grandchildren or for other people in the industry or for people who are just golfers and, and love to see these places. So that's when I started the show, like 2018. I was starting to think about it and I started really recording episodes in 2019. And uh, yeah, with the pandemic, things changed really drastically, obviously. Uh, in the beginning, the club. <laughs> business people were extremely nervous. Um, me owning a marketing agency in the club industry, it was an interesting time because first everyone stopped marketing completely, even though we had maybe had contracts, things like that, but I wasn't going to hold people's feet to the fire. It was extent, extremely difficult circumstances for everyone. Um, and then go- the golf business boomed, you know, and so, you know, they, pe- clubs were much, much less reliant on um, on meeting marketing and, and membership development because their doors were full. So um, the show morphed at that point, yeah. And uh, I'm really, you know, I've always been passionate about helping people, whether it's in the club business, whether it's in golf. Um, and now I get to help people choose what what best golf equipment to buy, and I really love doing that. I remember uh, when, when I was, uh, you know, it was like researching more. I saw the one. Did you go in and buy like every product in Costco, like one of every golf product they had? <laughs> Yes. In fact, uh, yeah, I got a comment on one of my videos. The guy said, hey, have you checked out the Costco wedges, which I didn't even know Costco. So I knew they had golf balls, but that's the extent of what I knew Costco stocked. Um, So, yeah, I took my kids and it was a very easy to make video. Literally shot it on my cell phone, brought my kids. We bought, you know, hot dogs for a dollar and things at Costco. But then I loaded up my cart with all the golf stuff. And those videos, yeah, that was that was an extremely uh, big boost to my channel. And that was probably like, I guess, June 2020, May 2020, somewhere around there. And my channel just really exploded. And it was, I couldn't, it was the best possible time because, you know, I had been, I had been, you know, struggling uh, between the agency and the YouTube channel at that point. And that was really the catalyst to uh, take our show in a different direction. So, so cool. I love Costco, huge Costco. <laughs> If Costco's listening to this podcast, we Gabe loves you. In fact, releasing um, a new set of golf clubs just hit the conforming list, so I'm chomping at the bit for those. Yeah, <clears throat> can I please have them? Please, 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 yeah. please. please. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what video started the the incline? Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, it all starts, but it was there one that really that you remember that really took it off That video. And it, it didn't happen right away either. It took about 21 days. For, like I said, I think I released it in May. And I think even June is when it just started to skyrocket. And it was crazy. I was getting 500 to 750 subscribers 
every every day or more. And then wow, getting, I don't know. I went from like two thousand views to like twenty thousand views a day. So it was a massive wow. Massive Those are people big numbers. And the other golf people, vloggers, and people I knew that I you know would network with, they're like, "Are you paying for that? Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> SEO, but I wasn't. It just was all organic. It was just people. It struck a nerve with people. And I think it was the right time. Like, you know, people were tightening their wallets, you know, and they wanted something affordable and people were just getting started and they didn't know where to start. You know, obviously you don't want to go out and buy a $3,000 set of golf clubs, but if you can buy a $500 set of golf clubs and they perform pretty well for a beginner, hey, that's 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 a sweet spot. Yeah. I think probably a lot, like I would never think you know, I'm, I'm slowly starting to get back into, into, uh, get back into golf. Um, I tried years ago, uh, I was really bad. So I just kind of like let it go. And then, uh, I hurt my back pretty bad. So I've been a little cautious of the movements that, that, that I do, but, um, you know, looking at, I, I don't think I would ever think to go to like a Costco or a Sam's or like something like that to go get clubs, but it's cool to know that they actually have some decent stuff. Yeah, no, they do. They do. And it's it's actually Callaway branded. Um, I mean, they have their own wedges. They're, they have Kirkland signature wedges and a putter, but they have a Callaway set in there. And it's $500. And um, yeah, it was interesting because I, you know, I, first I bought all the stuff and then I got another comment on that video saying, hey, have you checked out the Costco Callaway edge set? But I hadn't, obviously, and I didn't see it in the Costco I was at. And I went to all the Costcos. And so people love going on a journey. So I filmed myself going to all these different Costcos, striking out. And then someone, one another listener or another viewer of the show was like, oh, but they have them down in Fort Myers. There's five left. So I hopped in, hopped in my car, <laughs> drove down to Fort Myers, like a two-and-a-half-hour drive down there, and I found them. And, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, I mean, I think that's the lesson probably for, for folks – um, not only who are content creators or YouTubers, but really in any industry, it's just to, to have your pulse and your ear to the ground of what's happening because I could have easily not read the comments. A lot of YouTubers don't bother to read the comments, um, but I do. I take the time to look at every single one. And because of that, I have, I've had all the best videos I've ever produced in terms of viewership all came from the comment sections. And so, you know, again, taking it back into our world of, of private clubs, so many managers are just sitting in their office, right? And they're not, they don't have, when you're in your office, you can't have your ear to the ground. I mean, people come and they tell you their agenda or they send you an email and that's their agenda. But if you can get out there, get into the restaurant, get into the bar, meet the members, get into the pro shop, shake hands with people as they're coming through and just have conversations. I think the, the, what you can, uh, the, it's so valuable what you can learn and what you can kind of feel out from the members that way. The word that comes to mind is, engagement that's mm. all it is is just having that engagement then once the ball starts rolling it just picks up more and more right. you know and obviously sure. with, with, with uh, social media it's not an immediate thing it's going to take but you know you just spend five ten minutes just commenting re replying engaging posting even if it's not the most amazing stuff but like once a day once every other day just having that that ball going um right. Yeah, I was just talking with uh, Mr. Michael Liamuiz, and uh, he, we, were, we were talking about some cool stuff, and uh, he was pretty much talking about the same thing, just like, you know, head to the ear to the ground, uh, being, you know, the face, being out there. He was saying how one club he was at, uh, you know, he was general manager in his suit, and his golf people were saying it was taking uh, 15 to 20 minutes to clean a uh, golf cart. And he goes, no, nah, it takes about five, five, seven, and that's like a good job. And right. Like, no, nah, it takes 20 minutes. Right. And he goes, 
you know, I took off my jacket, you know, undid my tie and I showed him in five minutes. He goes, but I would have not done that if I haven't kept my ear to the ground, if I haven't right. done things and engaged yeah. and done That's things a great like point. that. There's probably so many little pieces of productivity that you can, that you can, as a manager, you probably either worked in that role in the past or you at least know that, know that department well enough to just take the reins and, and show people how to be a little bit more efficient at their job. Yeah. It's uh so, you know, I do a lot of clubs that, or a lot of shows at clubs as well. And, you know, I'm a big part of the club world. I always enjoy going on people's LinkedIn profiles and seeing their backgrounds. Mm. Cause to me, it's almost like, you know, you see the people who like just got in the clubs, you know, how far into their lives you see the, the kids or the people who got in from high school and start off as, you know, uh, uh, back a house, whatever, and then got up to GM. Right. Uh, it's really neat. So how did you originally get into the club world? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> to be honest, I've never had a formal job at a country club. Um, so my background is my father was a, was a club professional at, at clubs up in, up in the Northeast in Massachusetts. And I always just loved golf. I was passionate about golf. And I was the weird kid who liked golf in Baltimore, Maryland, where almost nobody played golf in the 1980s and 90s, right? So um, really wasn't until like Tiger Woods popped into the scene that people started getting interested in golf again. And um, at that point, then all my friends started playing golf. They had jobs at all the best clubs in Baltimore. So like the Eagle's Nest in Towson and Hayfields and uh, PB Dye out in um, southern, southwestern Maryland. Um, so, you know, again, just loved golf. I was I was the golf buddy for everyone because I was the one who had been playing, you know. And they all, you know, eventually some got better than me and became assistant professionals and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, the only actual jobs I ever had in the club world would be helping out my friends. Like I had one friend who was the, the night maintenance guy at, at the Eagle's Nest in Towson, Maryland. And I'd mop floors in the club and things like that. That's as close as I ever got to a, working in a club. But I just always been passionate about golf. It's been my my one true love apart from my kids and my wife in, in, and, and traveling would probably be on that list as well. But golf really right up at the top. And uh, yeah, when I started my marketing business, I think you just sort of, it's a, it's what the law of attraction, I guess some people would call it or, or whatnot, but whatever it is, you know, I started with a couple cl local clubs here, Carrollwood Country Club at the time was called Emerald Greens, but they were my first club client. And the club industry being such a tightly knit industry, you know, I was working with the membership director at that club. Then she went to another club, East Lake Woodlands, and I started working with East Lake. Then I worked with all the club court properties in Tampa, and it just snowballed. And I remember just sitting down, looking at my my uh, books at the end of the year with my business consultant at the time, and he said, well, Gabe, you know, your top 10 clients are all golf and country clubs. You know, you should really just narrowly focus on that. And so that's what I did. I um, We rebranded uh, to the private club agency, and we started working with clubs pretty much exclusively. Uh, so that's, I guess, that's the trajectory or the journey. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, stumbled I, I, into it, I guess you could say, right? Those are my favorite stories because they, to me, they always end up kind of being some of the most. I don't want to say successful, but it's just uh, uh, who is it? It's uh, not not Michael Pollan. Uh, is it Michael Singer? Uh, the the surrender experiment or the surrender project right, or something? Right. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Which is basically the same thing. He was literally a monk. Like this <laughs> dude was just like meditating all day. He left, got rid of everything, took his like last fifteen grand, bought a piece of property, and then learned how to build. So he built like a, his like little home 
And then from there, the neighboring property, the guy saw he was good at that. So then he started a construction business, you know, it ended up, he went from a monk to owning this construction business to then moving on to own, I don't want to say it was QuickBooks, but like one of like the largest accounting, first accounting softwares, like online platforms. Right. But it, but it was, he started off as a monk and just how like, and he, his, his whole thing is like, I just surrendered like, oh, you know, granted there was more to it, but it was just like, hey, here's where it's going. All right. We'll just kind of own it and see. Yeah, um, that's too, that's crazy stuff. Dichotomy there in terms of worlds, right? <laughs> to end up where oh, you to- ended up, that's crazy. So funny thing was, I would I, I listened to it in the audiobook, and it's a little bit boring because his voice is like a little stagnant. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to it. I was I heard about it uh, in two, 2019, and then pandemic hit. So I was going through like my best year ever. Like I was killing it, coming off Penn and Teller fool us. Like it was just going great. I saw that. Uh, it was a good job. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> uh, and two months later, everything shut down. But so. Uh, I was at a bit of, uh, do you know who Vern Harnish is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he, he wrote us, us scaling up. Right. So, um, I, I was very fortunate to be acquaintances with him. I have a, a mutual friend who's a lot better friends with him. I got to close out his scale up summit, nice. um, which was unreal. Um, one of the guys, one of his partners, uh, we were talking about books and that book came up. Okay, cool. Pandemic hits. My whole business shuts down you know, I'm flying home from a gig and just everything is canceling. Mm. And I'm like, Oh no, I was in a bad place. I went to go work for my dad back mm. in the warehouse. Mm. Wow. Um, just cause I was like, I don't know if it's going to be a month, two months. Right. I wasn't sure. And it's, it was one of those, Hey, I need to keep s- not sane, but I can't just sit in the house and B, what if it was six months and I just didn't do anything or a year. And now I don't have to go into investments or savings and things. So I was like, let me just keep the ball rolling, do whatever. Right. Uh, and I think at that point, I think after the first week I got my first check and I was like, Nope, not going to be doing this. Cause I was like, <laughs> literally I went from doing a show outside of Vegas to sweeping the warehouse. Wow. Like it was just one of those like humbling things. But at the same sure. time, during that moment, I was listening to the book as I'm like in the warehouse and I was wearing a mask in there, not because of COVID cause there was so much dust. dust. And, like, it was so gross. <laughs> but you're smelly too. So it's not, it's distribution ah. <laughs> factory. I maybe would have stayed No. Um, so I remember listening to the book, I got my check and I was like, you know what? The clubs have always been great. I'm just going all in. And then that's when I messaged you. I was like, can I just get on? I was like, I need to do something. You know, clubs right. are not in, in a good place. Sure. Um, clubs have to show their relevancy. Like they have to sh- like, you know, how are people going to, you know, the, the, the things are coming in. Hey, every month they're going to, how do we justify this? So clubs need entertainment. They have to show value. Right. So I did a stupid cheap rate to do these virtual shows. And then it was just one of those. I was like, we'll see. I, yeah. I just surrendered. Right. Well, they were great. I remember, uh, I remember we had nothing to do with my two kids were watching your, your magic show and me uh, at some club and who knows Erie, Pennsylvania or someplace. <laughs> That that was one of the, I think in April, I think I did like 40 some shows. Yeah, that's wild. It was unreal. Though what people don't know is I'm a big fan of uh, commit first, figure the rest out later. <laughs> so when I did our podcast and promoted the show, I didn't know how to do a virtual show. I didn't have a virtual show set up. I didn't have a studio. I didn't even think anybody was going to buy it. Yeah. So I just, I just got you, we got on the thing. And then all of a sudden I'm like in the warehouse working and my phone just starts blowing up. And nice. I was like, oh no. Yeah. So they were like, when can you do your first one? And I was like, next week. They're like, 
when? I was like, April 1st. I was like, why not? If it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be April Fool's Day. Like, let's just do it all. Uh, I, I took all, like, I took really good clients, like, like friendly clients. I did like the first day and I told them, I was like, Hey, listen, like, this is my first one. Uh, so that kind of got the, uh, bugs out, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you very much for helping me uh, stay afloat. <laughs> hey, well, that's the power of um, Private Club Radio. We have such a great community of people. And um, now we've got a new great host in you to, to take over the show here, which I'm really happy about. I still remember the first time, uh, this was probably 2017, I think we first got, got connected, maybe even 16. I know I was doing the podcast, like, oh, there's one for private clubs. And I was listening to yours and I was like, I'll reach out. He won't have me on. You respond like, yeah, come on. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> oh, man, I love doing the show just to people always ask me, like, you know, do you ever get bored of like, I, even I thought like maybe if I'll do 20, 30 episodes, I'll get bored. Nope. Then it was maybe I'll get to 100 episodes. I'll get bored. Nope. There was always like the guests we've had throughout the years and the, you know, the people that have come on and there's always a nugget in every single podcast. There was just something that like was like, damn, I didn't think of it that way or you know, it's just, it's such a wonderful platform. And I think there's, there's very few, like, I mean, you go to the conferences and, and, and those are great, but throughout the rest of the year, you know, you, this is, this is such a great resource for people just to, to stay up to date on what's happening and things move so quickly in the private club world as well. And so you can't wait a year until the next world conference or the next whatever conference. So yeah, it's, it's the guests we've had on, we've been really lucky and, and if we pull it back to like how the private club radio started, it was Rick Coyne. So for the folks that have been in the, in the, in the private club world for many, many years, uh, Rick Coyne was a real uh, staple in terms. He started the professional club marketing association. And what happened was I interviewed Rick and I said, well, first of all, I got him to, to come on the show. So he was gracious enough to come on a, a podcast, which at the time, nobody knew what a podcast really was. I had to literally, I would be at the PCMA conference or CMA and I'm like, okay, so you download, you know, you download Apple <laughs> podcast or at the time it was something else, iTunes. And you got to go here to click and you hit subscribe. I was subscribing people like on the show floor. And that, 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 that's why it's so big. <laughs> I it, but I made it very simple for people. And I said, listen, I'm going to call you. And I used a system. I can't remember the name. It was Skype actually. Um, but there was an add on to Skype. And I was like, I'm just going to call you. So I'll call your phone and then just pick up the phone and we'll start talking. And so Rick, Rick was, did it. And then I said, Rick, you know, I loved having you as a guest. By the way, Danny, not many people know this, but like I literally had my 10 questions for Rick Coyne. You know, I was nervous as could be. And I was reading every question. So it didn't matter what he said. It was like whatever the next question was on the team. It's going to be completely off base. There's like no like flow to the show. But anyway, he was great. And I'm like, Rick, you know, you were such a great guest. Um, you know, is there anyone else you can recommend? And he's like, yeah, John Frenar and this guy. And I think Michael Crandall may have been one of the, the first people that he recommended. Anyway, and, and that's what I would do. I'd just like go, hey, and that's the, again, shows you the type of people that are in this industry, in the private club world, that they, they're all um, servants, givers, and charitable people uh, by and large. And, that, and that's, that's why, again, I, I enjoyed doing the show for so many years and, and just, getting to hear all the amazing stories and the nuggets, you know? So anyway, that's, that's the origin or full origin story there. You know, uh, I, I, this is probably gonna be the, the first episode that I air. Um, but at, at this point I've, I have a, I have a bunch banked up and it was, uh, Michael, I think my buddy Lee, I think even Jack, uh, uh, what you said has been said at least in some way over every episode, which is it's just that one nugget. 
It's right. just that little, uh, you know, what, what do people say? Uh, success leaves clues. Uh, success leaves leaves crumbs. So it's right. one of those, you're just listening for that one little thing that to you is just like, you know, a little morsel that falls out, but someone's like, this is, this is gold. Right. Uh, and that's really all it is, especially in the club world. All you need is that one little nugget to change a member's experience to, you know, you just never know how far that little bit goes, especially with social media. Um, yeah, it's, totally. it's, it's wild how fast stuff, stuff travels. And bringing that full circle to what you were saying, um, you know, with the manager that helped out the, the bag room, you know, and getting the carts clean. It's like stuff that oftentimes when, when you're, you've been doing it for 20, 30 years, it's just second nature and it's nothing to, like you probably have some amazing things that, or, or, or a way to do something again, more efficiently or whatever the case may be that to somebody else could really change them, them and the way they work or the way they perform. Um, so again, I, I, we'll get back to getting out there, getting your ear to the ground and kind of seeing what's happening around your club, I think is such a big lesson for everyone. And I think for, uh, for Michael at this particular instance, it's, he, he, uh, started off in a club where he was like a, a, a semi golf pro or, you know, doing that, but he also had to clean the bathrooms. He had to do all this stuff. So he also like worked his way up. So what he was trying to make a point of too, it's, you know, not only is he the manager, but now the guys were like, Oh, it takes this long. He goes, no, it doesn't. And right. not just that, but he was able to do it. And when you can show people that you just don't talk the talk, but you can walk the walk, like that's a big deal. Um, even when I was in high school, so my dad has the paper or had the paper supply company. So it's like all janitorial supplies, cleaning supplies, uh, also has a facility cleaning company. So he can supply the cleaning products and the cleaning people. So ever since I was 16, I've stripped and waxed floors, clean bathrooms, like one of those. But I never told people who I was. I just like showed up. Sure. Uh, but, it's you know, you just put on the stuff. You just go do like the job. But it's, it's one of those. I think it helped me now appreciate that work that goes into it. Because like I've been in the position where I just did like a whole bathroom, stripped and waxed, cleaned. And there's all these signs and people still like start walking through like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, so it's just, it's just, I now show an appreciation more. So like when I see someone like cleaning hard or with something that's really, Hey, awesome job. Or, you know, it's just having that ability to chit chat and interact and engage, keeping your ear to the floor or whatever the saying is. Exactly. And you can't discount any job in a club. I mean, everything is important. If, if the members walk in and there's crumbs on the floor from the night before, it's, uh, that's the most important job at the club, right? Seriously. Seriously. Well, it's, you know, I was just at uh, Disney. Same thing. There is no like non, not important job. Everything right. is there for a very specific reason. I love, I love happy Disney. To do That's it. one of my favorite brands of all time. And, you know, if people have ever heard my keynotes at some of the conferences or whatever, I always bring Disney up and yeah, I think they, their motto is that everything has to walk the walk and talk the talk to the point even, and I don't know if you know this, Denny, but like, for instance, my kids went to Disney World. My my son, I think it was his third birthday, my my oldest son now. When he was three, he met Mickey, and Mickey gave him a birthday card and signed his birthday card for him, you know? Wow. And a lot of people don't know this, but they they literally train every Mickey to write the signature the exact same way. Did you know that? I'm sure you know probably why they do that, right? Yeah. But that's amazing. Yeah, because, you know, like, because his friend down the road, when he went and got his birthday card, if they're comparing notes and say, oh, I got a card from Mickey. Oh, yeah, I got a card from Mickey. If they were two different uh, signatures, it would lose the magic, right? So that, that's how <laughs> detail-oriented they are. It's, it's insane. In fact, another good one uh, is that they they actually have a, a vice president of parking, <laughs> 
because from the beginning, someone walks into that, into their property, they want to control the experience. And from the moment they leave as well. So um, if you're, if, if your last breath at Disney is like, oh, I can't find my car. I'm so frustrated. It's been a long day. It's been hot. And I'm in Orlando. What am I doing in Orlando in the middle of the summer? Like 100 <laughs> degrees and full humidity. And that's like, that's, they don't want you to leave with that, you know? So like, they, they the parking lot actually has numbers and, and characters because they figure the kids will remember the characters at the very least, right? So like, okay, where do we, I can't I remember where we park. Oh, daddy, we're in Donald Duck or, you know, mom, we're in uh, Minnie Mouse or whatever the case may be. So that's, they think about every single piece of the experience. And it, again, I think it's worth doing at, at the club level at a minimum, like once a year, just walk through the club. Think about the entire experience. Try to experience it through the eyes of a member and see, you know, what is it What is it like? What does it smell like when I walk in this club? What does it look like? What's the first thing I get, I see? Like, I, for many years, like, have found it odd that I walk into clubs all around the country and there's nobody. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Denny, but, like, there's not a receptionist. There's not a, anyone to greet me. It's a ghost town. I'm looking around. I'm like, where's the opposite? Like, I always think that that's, that's such an underutilized experiential point, not only for guests, because obviously a guest needs to know where they're going or needs to figure out what they're doing. And you've got guests coming all the time to play golf and tennis and whatever else. But even for the members, like just to have someone like, hey, if you need something, I'm right here, you know? So anyway, uh, Disney, fantastic company. Uh, there's so many things, lessons to learn. Um, there's, in fact, you mentioned Vern Harnish, so he started B&I. And, and did he start... Uh no, he started entrepreneur organization. Didn't he? EO. Okay. So anyway, forget that point. But <laughs> there, there's a book called Inside the Magic Kingdom, and it's a it's a book I highly recommend every club manager read. It's one of the best reads I've ever had. It's a short book too. It's only you know it's a you could read it in a day easily. But just the lessons out of that organization, incredible. You know, I don't know if it was uh, Crandall's book, The Leadership, <clears throat> or uh, Clubology, the new book. Uh, one of them said. Um, when, a, if you're a new manager and you come into a club, the one of the first thing you should do, you know, obviously walk around, do all that stuff, but also look at what needs to be painted, what light bulbs need, need to be fixed. He goes, cause it's also some weird subconscious thing that now there's a new GM and people come in and it's like, Oh, and now there's change. Right. So it's not just like there's, there's physical, they can see change, not just hear about it and like feel it. They could actually experience the change. And some of those things are just so little, but people, yeah. oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, it'll be on a thing for next week. Just change the light bulb. Right? right. Like just like patch up the hole a little bit, like get like a little bit of paint, like take that crappy chair and just like at least get it out. Like don't leave it there. It's easy to have really familiarity in your club too. And, and to not, you have to have a second set of lenses because you get used to stuff. Like, you walked into your old grandmother's house, it smelled a certain way, and she had probably no idea it smelled that bad, you know? Like, I've literally walked into clubs, and, like, there's this, like, obnoxious, gaseous fume for a year. There was a club in Tampa, and I won't name the club, but I was like, I didn't want to walk in the door because it was like, I got hit every I'm like, but the people there probably didn't even realize it because they're, like, there every day. <laughs> so, anyways, it's good, it's good to try to... Look, walk, instead of walking in your back door straight to your office, walk through the front door someday at your club or every day <laughs> and just experience it, smell, look, use all of your senses, not even just sight, but sound. What does it sound like in the club? Um, again, it's all subconscious um, when, it, when you get to delivering that extra 
level of experience. If you go from a four-star to a five-star hotel, what makes that, what's the difference there? It's the tiny little details. Um, I wish the one, the one regret I have with private club radio is I didn't get to um, interview this one gentleman. I really wanted to interview and I can't remember his exact name. My head, but he, <laughs> he managed the all England club and he would say how at the all England club, which, which is where they have Wimbledon, they were, they would at the end of, Wimbledon every single year, they 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 would all get together the staff and literally go point by point about the things that they needed to change for the next year. Now, mind you, Wimbledon's been going on for I don't know 100, 150 years. I don't even know a lot of years, <laughs> over over a hundred years. I'm fairly confident, um, and they're still making improvements every single year to the point where like they'll say seat in Stadium Two. Seat eight, row row B, seat three had is squeaky. We need to get that seat oiled. Like, or like the temperature in the water fountain was only, and they're using Celsius, right? Like it's only eight degrees. It needs to be six degrees. So we got to get someone to change that. That that's the level of minutia that they're looking at. But that's why they're delivering the most ex- exclusive, incredible experience in the world. Not only every year, but to their members. It's if, if you were to be a member of this club, it's it's ex, ex, you know it's an extremely exclusive set of people there. So that's the that's the level of detail. It's those little tiny tiny little details that most people overlook. That is really the difference maker. Yeah, and that, that's why people pay that premium. That's why people pay the Disney premium. Um, you know, you were talking about scent. Um, uh, I believe it was Disney. You you probably know more than me, but weren't they one of the first people, or maybe the only people? Who knows? but uh, where they pumped the scent from their bakeries and from the inside of their restaurants and things out to the front. So it would like attract people in, or at least like certain smells they would pull out. Sure. You know, yeah. if it was like a chocolate store, they'd pump out like chocolatey smells. If it was nice. like a sugar, you know, they would know do that. certain things. Yeah. That surprise me. That's awesome. I could be making that up, but. McDonald's <laughs> must do it with their French fries and KFC does it with their <sighs> chicken for sure. <laughs> You could be driving, driving with the windows down, just circulating the air inside the car, not even like outside air coming in. You can still smell it. And it smells so good. <laughs> the one thing that'll never change, I think, that's my friend. He owns a bunch of McDonald's. He says, you know, we've changed the chicken nuggets. You know, we changed this and that, but we'll never change the fries. That's their, that's their secret sauce. See, that's, that's the other, another lesson, I guess, is that you got to have one thing you're known for, you know. Um, one thing that's really special and exclusive to your club. And if you can really play off that, then again, tracking members should be easy from there. And I don't know why I thought about this, but uh, I think it just sort of just comes all together as well. You know, talking about, you know, just taking pride, care, uh, the stuff at at Wimbledon, like the little chairs Uh, during the Olympics. I don't know if it was the Chinese, the Japanese, one of the, one of the teams, they left their like, changing room they're like wherever they were playing cleaner than when they got in like really? the whole team at, at, I, I, I even think they probably I even think they uh, uh lost I, I think they lost too wow. and they just they, they made sure the room was spotless wow that's i i think i did hear that it may have been the japanese team i'm, I'm fairly certain but that's amazing yeah yeah love that but it's, it's just those little tiny details yep. um you know michael crandall the other thing he says is Sure, we want to make the experience incredible, spectacular, exceptional for the members. We want to give them the plutonium private club experience is probably the words he would use. But 
what Michael did actually. So I visited Michael once in Kansas City. He was the interim manager. What was the name of that club? Uh, well, doesn't matter. But the point is, he came in, and one of the first things he actually did was he revamped the staffs, um, the staffs room, like their locker room and where they actually had their lunches and things because it looked dingy. And if you go to a lot of back of a lot of clubs, you know everything's beautiful on the exterior, and then you go below deck there, um, things things aren't taken care of this, to the same way at all. And he completely. He spent a, a good amount of money of the club's money to renovate those facilities for the staff. So they feel like, hey, this club cares about me. And if, if a club cares about me like that, they want to deliver the best and most exceptional experience they can deliver to the, the members as well. And so, yeah, even even going through the back rooms and just kind of ex- experiencing the club from the staff's perspective, I think is such a such a useful thing. I think he talks about that in his uh, book. There was some point in one of the ABCs yeah, uh, talking sure about that that, that yeah. same thing. I, yeah. I didn't read the whole thing fully. There was some stuff I was like, I don't really, this is not interesting me at the moment because it's a very big book, but I would skim through. I believe that was one of the, one of the points. And, you know, I've been to a bunch of clubs as well. And they're like, oh, here, let me just walk you back through here. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like exactly. it is. And then, then you walk through some and you're, this is nicer than out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Michael wrote that book to be non-linear, so you can just keep it on your coffee table, keep it at your bedside, really, and just refer to things or just get nuggets from time to time. Yeah, Plutonium.club yeah, if you want to buy it. That's that's where you buy that book. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's, it's a great, great book. It came quick. It was signed. And what was nice, oh, I actually just uh, took out my, my trash, is to me, I'm all about the details. I love little handwritten notes. I love just little tiny details. What Michael did was he wrote on uh, the packaging he, uh, on the back. He put uh, like, by the way, page 286 is right up your alley. Nice. And I was like, <laughs> that's Dude, just that little. That, that's uh, what we're talking uh, about. The personalization. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's I'm all it write, takes. Handwrite Christmas cards to all the, my club clients every Christmas. I, I love to do that. And now, and the ones that were local within at least striking distance, you know, an hour or two, I would hand deliver a basket or something like that to them. And man, that, uh, business was always good in January because because I think those little personal touches people appreciate. Yeah. My, uh, my 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 friend who I'm having on, I uh, interviewed him, uh, Jack Daly. He's one of the world's top sales trainers, and he calls uh, he has his bag called the money bag, and his money bag is a bank bag, but what's inside is his stationery. Because he goes, that's gotten me the most amount of business and referrals than anything else. It's just a handwritten thank you note. And then he has, you know, and it's easier now, but, you know, back more when he was, you know, this was more of a thing. He actually had tons of different ones made where he had golf ones for his golf people. He had, uh, he does, he's like 70 some and does like Iron Man's, like the dude's a beast. <laughs> so he has like his Iron Man ones. Then he has like custom stamp. He has all these different ones. But now with the printer and stuff, you, know, you can easily just make a nice little custom, you know, front with, you know, you know, even if it's funny and bad, like both, you know, you and like your clients picture together, that's clearly like Photoshopped. And it's like, you know, whatever it is, it's just that little bit of effort, that little bit of time right. uh, really goes a long way. I, I've gotten multiple gigs just from people going classy move, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you have a good conversation with somebody, boom, like a nice little handwritten note in the mail. Love that. Um, Absolutely. You know, who's good at that is Ricky Potts, you know, Ricky. Yep. He's yep. the best. Like every time I ever visited him, he'd send me a note, you know, Gabe, thanks for coming to our club today. <laughs> like incredible. But like, you know, you can't, that's an unforgettable experience, right? When that, when you get something like that. Um, so yeah, 
Then I had was, that, that same business consultant I was telling you about. His name's Gary. Awesome guy. And Gary, uh, what he would do is he would always do – he was old school, so he'd clip newspapers. So, like, he'd be like, hey, I was reading this article. thought that this could be helpful to you or your business or whatever the case may be. And he got – he would get clients that way, too. Like, um, if they were featured in the Tampa Bay Times, he'd clip it out, circle their name or something like – and write something special about them. Um, and he got a lot of clients that way, too. Yeah. There's uh, one thing I do and I tell people to do. It's a little time consuming and like a little annoying, but um, having Google alerts set up for all of your clients. Yeah, nice. That's smart. I love that. You can do so that, that way. Members, right? Feed the member list in. That's smart. I was just going to say, you, yeah. you you put your list in there and like, you know, you can, you might, you know, if it's a general name, it might be hard, but you know, even if it's like their, their, their business name, their law firm, whatever right. it is, yep. if you can see, like, oh my, this just popped across my desk. Congrats on the thing. Or imagine like he came in, he just won some like silly award or, you know, whatever they, sure. it, oh, hey, congrats, sir. Like, here's a, here's a glass of wine, you know, whatever, whatever it yeah. is. Right. Uh, it's just a little tiny. For people. Cause it's something again, small for easy for you to do, but to them it's huge. Like, it's, you know, something that was a massive win for them. It's what, uh, people, people don't, don't remember what, what you said, but how you made them feel. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. What is that? Is that, um, that's an old one. That's from, yeah, the- that's just an old, and it's, it's, you know, it's probably, you know, is that uh, uh, Seneca or something? <laughs> I, I want to say it's, uh, gosh, my, my brain today with names is really bad. Um, they have a whole training for it. Anyway. Oh, Dale Carnegie? Carnegie yeah, isn't it a Carnegie? Is it? I think awesome. so. Could be. He probably stole it from somebody else, too. We could but... It, but we're too lazy to do that. <laughs> well, then it's going to, like, take away from this, and we don't want to <laughs> We don't want to do that. Um <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's, I love talking about business and sales and stuff because really that's what it all boils down to, just really good customer service. Uh, so what's on the horizon for you? Well, it's an exciting year right now for golf. Uh, obviously, this time of year specifically, all the new things are rolling out in February, March. Uh, as we are having this conversation, I don't know when it will air, but we're, we're talking here early February. So lots of fun stuff on the horizon golf technology-wise. Um, and I think managers probably and, and golf professionals and staff at clubs should probably know about some of these things too. So Rapsodo is releasing a brand new launch monitor. It's only like $700. It looks incredible. It'd be great to have that on your range. Um, all the new clubs are coming out, which I'm sure everyone knows about. And brands we haven't seen in a long time released like Srixon and Ping haven't released in a while. So that's exciting. Um, I did just wrap up like a tour of Ireland uh, we're, we've been dripping out the videos on the YouTube channel, and gosh, that I, I love I love the folks in Ireland and the hospitality there. It's like un, un, really unmatched anywhere in the world that I've been. Um, so we got to play, you know, La Hinge, Valley Bunning, some of the best golf clubs in Ireland, and uh, we're actually putting together a travel like tour in September. So people who you know see where where I've been will get to the chance to actually do it with me. So. Um, the website for that one, since I'm a marketer, I've got to give you the website. Please do. It's mygolfgrouptravel.com. Fantastic. If you've been looking to set up tours in Ireland, um, these guys, highly, re- I highly recommend them. I was on the trip. Uh, loved it. And then there's actually, if you go to mygolfgrouptravel.com slash let's play through, um, you can see more about our trip that we've got planned as well. And that one's in September? September, yeah. End of September. Like my, So my wife's birthday is on the 23rd. I promised her I would never, <laughs> ever miss her birthday. It happened once. I had to be at some conference. Um, we may have celebrated her birthday in Thailand or someplace. Anyway, 
So that will never happen again. So the trip starts, I believe, on the 24th. <laughs> Had to make sure. <laughs> uh, but they've got, uh, if you use that website, you get discounts on your booking as well. So Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll uh, have you back maybe in a couple months too. We can do the whole whole episode just talking about that and Ooh, specifics and yeah. details and all that fun I stuff. talk a lot about Ireland. Yeah, that was a fun time. What was some of the... You said it's one of the best places, you know, in terms of hospitality and golf. What do you think separates them? What are a little, because it's probably nothing too crazy of a difference. It's probably one or two, maybe even 5% better. Yeah. But what do you think they do that little percentage better mm. that makes you so happy? It's, I think it's very a personal experience. You know, when you, when you, when you, talk, when you're talking to someone at the club, they really are, you can see there's a genuine interest in you. You know, it's not just you're the, 500th person they've seen come through truly golf club today. It's, you know, they, they want to get to know you. They want to um, really roll out the red carpet. Um, if there's something that they don't have or something that you need, they would go. Here's a great story. So I was, when I lived in the Philippines, I, um, I would go to, you know, the local restaurant for lunch or something. And in the Philippines, there would be like five things on the menu. They don't have like, and they've only got like seven things on the menu. Like, <laughs> One one day, one day I'm sitting. I'm, I'm sitting. I really want a. I want. I really want a coconut shake. Like I just want a coconut shake. It's been hot. I've been playing tennis all day, and I want a coconut shake. So I go to the restaurant, I'm sitting there, and I'm not a diva, and I'm not that kind of person. But they're like, sorry, sir. You know, I have a coconut shake and whatever curry or something I was eating. And um, no, sorry, sir, we don't have coconut today. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have coconut? You could literally go downstairs. There's a hundred <laughs> coconut vendors on the street. You know, go send somebody and get me a coconut. Well, in Ireland, they would send someone 30 minutes away to, to get something, you know, that, if you really wanted it that bad. Those are the, that's the kind of next level type service that, that, they, uh, that they provide. And they, they think of things like when I walked off, there was a golf club we played and that most people wouldn't stop at, but I loved it. It's called Killarney Golf and Fishing Club. And at the end of the round, the head pro had, had ball markers engraved with our names on it, you know. Um, and it's... You know, that was just easy for them to do. They probably have a little machine. But, man, I mean, I've got that wow. ball marker. I won't even use that ball marker because I don't want to lose that ball marker because it's just a memory of that cool day, you know. So, wow. Yeah, it's just, that, again, it's that extra 5%, 10%, like you said. It's, it's, that is good. It's just thinking ahead. And it may have been Michael um, that you were speaking about or one of the other managers down in um, Boca Raton who would like, they knew the drinks that their members liked and they'd have a cooler stocked with whatever that was, you know, with before. So it's thinking ahead, you know, thinking ahead in, in the process and, you know, not being reactive, but being proactive is in any business is so important. I think a lot of that boils down to hi like having like a good management, but also hiring the right people, which mm, is super absolutely. important. One of my favorite restaurants is uh, Ruth Chris and uh, go to one here fairly often. And even like when I was in the beginning, they just know and remember. I right. thought it was in their CRM. Like I thought they had a back of thing, like a, a system and they are specifically trained to remember, memorize and know people's orders. Um, well, uh, so like the, the, the one, the one I go to, um, <laughs> uh, I went for my 21st birthday and my server, it was like one of his first days and he's still there and I still go. So we like watched each other, like grow up. So as soon as he like sees, sees my name come through and like, pretty much by the time I sit down, there is a heavily shaken, uh, Tito's martini, which it's actually just straight vodka, really cold. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah. 
just just there's no vermouth there it's just really cold vodka in a glass but that is like pretty much as i go to sit he's like pouring it out and i'm like oh it just, it just warms the soul um yeah. the vodka and the and the thought but <laughs> but it's just those like little tiny things yeah. um yeah. Uh, I've been to some clubs, you know, it's like those like little tiny details. They have like a, a TV screen and they just say, Hey, welcoming today. Members who they know are coming in for lunch who have reservations. It just right. has their like name or something there. It's like, cool. ah, that's yeah. so neat. You know, um, guests too. Like, if you know, guests are coming. Uh, I remember walking into a club in Naples um, and uh, I walked in and they had, they had a little whiteboard and it's like, welcome today, Gabe, Gabe and whoever I was with at the time, I think it was Wade, my buddy Wade. And they literally have both our names on the, on the, whiteboard it's so easy to do you know membership director just has to take an extra couple of minutes of her day to, to get everyone informed of who's coming to visit yeah seriously it, oh, it's all it is that's all it is i was uh so i've been drumming since i was younger but i haven't drummed in years uh but there is a symbol company called zildjian that's and i was doing symbol company i don't think the, i okay. could name any other one that's the one right? sabian <laughs> okay <laughs> there's a couple other yeah. but uh so uh i was uh Funny enough, I was uh, at one of my, uh, Jack Daly, my uh, sales guy friend, he was doing a public thing in, in Boston. And he goes, hey, you want to come, you know, enjoy and perform for my people? I was like, oh, yeah, this would be great. So everyone's going around the table. There's maybe like 40 people. And uh, this dude goes, oh, and, and uh, Zildjian is, is probably about 30 minutes outside of Boston. This is where, where it was. So I heard this guy goes, oh, my name's Adam. I'm with Zildjian. And I was like, you know, I broke my neck because I was like, what? <laughs> so... He goes, Hey, any, you know, we, we connected like anytime you're in new England, come on by. I, so one day, you know, I made, we made plans. I went to Zildjian, got the tour. When I walked in, it was like Zildjian welcomes Denny Corby. And I'm like, That's just that lit, just five seconds on a computer is right. just, yeah. just mind blowing. Took a picture of it and put it posted on Instagram or someplace too, I bet. Instagram was not as popular yet. Um, <laughs> like a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> Adam went directly onto my top eight. It was really, he, he, he jumped up, uh, but no, I actually do have a photo. It's in my photos. I have it. I have like the whole experience. Uh, I got to go in and like, listen to, I forget his name, but he was like the symbol guy. And he had to like test every symbol. He's like, he's like, Oh, he's like, you hear this, right? I'm like, yeah, I, I can hear the difference, buddy. Is that he's a, like, this, this one's definitely trash. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Oh, this one's, you can hear the, and I'm like, right. I know that's why they hire you. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like when you're when you're that good at what you do, if every tiny little detail matters and you start to pick up on details nobody else would know. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, 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 I don't know why I thought about this, but going back to like the scent, you know, you should be able to almost like look at a person's face and when they walk in, like you should, like you, if there's a smell, like you can't hide it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can see people's faces. Like, <laughs> If you're worried, if your club smells, like just watch people walk in the door, especially guests. If, if you don't have any guests, invite a guest through a vendor. Hey, can you walk through the front door for me? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? What's the thing? If, if someone ever offers you mint or gum, take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. I always keep the uh, Listerine spray in my uh, bag. So it's yeah. everything. But not- <laughs> then there were those breath strips for a while. I don't think those are a thing anymore. But like, they, they, they still are. They are. They, they still are. Listerine I just don't like them because if it's too hot, they start to like, 
Yeah. Or, no, or like, sometimes like, like you don't realize like two or three stick together and one's a ni- yeah. nice hit. Yeah. It's like bath salts or smelling salts when you when you put that in. <laughs> Wakes right. you up. Totally. Get you ready for a game. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing when you're performing on stage too, the audience is at least 10, 20 yards from you, right? <laughs> I get real close. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about, bud? Boy, uh, I'm just excited for you and what you're going to bring to the show because I think, you know, I know that I, I, I took it to where I could and there was a limit. And you, with the technology you're bringing, with the excitement, with the type of guests that you're going to bring and the interesting banter, I think the show is going to a whole new level. So I'm really pumped, Denny, just to uh, – I'll be listening. Oh, good. yay. Yeah. Yay. Get those listeners up. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely is a challenge because it's, you know, listening and seeing what you did and wanting to, you know, maintain a certain level. It's 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 going to be uh, it's very nerve wracking. Not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of I'm trying to take off what you did, which is, I don't know if this was the the idea or what. But for me, it's, you know, I have I have my notes. I have questions and stuff like that. But really, it's I just want to have fun conversations. because I think that's where it boils down. And it's just other you know, it's it's cool club professionals helping other cool club professionals. Um, and that's kind of, you know, all I really want is just those little nuggets, those, those little crumbs. And hopefully someone takes that little nugget and does something cool with it. Send someone's a handwritten note. I can't wait to hear all the stories. We'll, we'll, we'll come back in a year or two just to see what's going on. Oh boy. This is, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. (laughs) All right, sir. So where can people follow you? Where can people check you out? Where do you want people to check you out and and follow you? What what are your uh, popular platforms? YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash let's play through. I'm sure Denny will hopefully leave a link down there as well in the show notes. Um, Yeah. You can kind of follow the travels Uh, again. A lot of times these days, it's mostly equipment reviews, but from time to time we go to great places like Ireland. So love for you guys to join on the journey. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where to find me. Awesome. Gabe, Gabriel, Gilbreth. <laughs> uh, dude, oh, such a pleasure. Uh, this is so cool. Uh, such a surreal moment for me. Very, very strange. Uh, thank you so much for being on, and uh, we will all see you soon. Hi, Denny. Bye, everyone. Here's your membership success. There you have it from the man, Mr. Gabriel Aloisi. Thanks for listening. Make sure you go over and check out and follow his journey and his channels. He has some really cool projects and things going on and want to support him as much as possible. We have some amazing guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. And please follow us on the social medias over on LinkedIn and Instagram. We will be very active as we are going to be pumping out a ton of content from all of our amazing interviews and people here on Private Club Radio. Like I said, please be very patient with me as I am new to all this as well and open to any and all feedback. So please shoot me a message over on LinkedIn. I'm Denny Corby. You can do it on the Private Club Radio Facebook, Instagram. Get at us. We are at Gmail, privateclubradio at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you and continuing the legacy of Private Club Radio.